Welcome to The Unbridled Woman with your host, Deanne Rose. Dive deep into the essence of your feminine light. Harness the strength that lies within and rise beautifully into your authentic power. Now, here's Deanne. Hello, Unbridled Women. It's so good to be here live with you on this beautiful, beautiful day. Oh, my goodness. And an unbridled man. Well, I might have my first male guest here, so I'll be introducing him shortly. But today we will be breaking the silence, and this um, we are actually here to really um, clear clear any ambiguities that we have between the divine masculine and how men are showing up in the life of of us women and and the world. And I'm really excited to really dive a little bit more deeper into this with with my beautiful my wonderful guest here i'm so used to saying beautiful because i have mostly women on <laughs> my handsome cavalier uh knight uh coming on here so let's begin this um, episode here with just an opening um, blessing may we open this episode with grace and purpose inviting in women from all walks of life May this episode be a source of inspiration and empowerment, providing a platform for voices that have been unheard for so long. May our listeners find solace, encouragement, and strength as they engage with the stories and insights shared on this episode, knowing that they are not alone in their experiences. May the unbridled woman be a force by po for positive change, breaking down barriers and stereotypes, and fostering a community of support and empowerment for women everywhere. So I invite everyone here, if you're able to, to just close your eyes and we're going to take some three deep breaths together. So as you inhale, feeling your lungs expand open and then slowly releasing everything out, noticing your body soften. Inhale, feel your body on your chair and your seat wherever you are maybe your feet are you're standing you feel uh, your feet on the floor and slowly exhale letting go any stagnation that's in your body and one more probably the deepest breath that you have taken all day long inhale and then hold for just a couple seconds and then allow everything to just flow off of you, just like rain on a raincoat slicker, just falling and coming into that presence and the softness. And before we officially begin, giving a big shout out to my sponsor, Native Path. Um, they are offering a wonderful, wonderful discount on their products for this show. They have been such a support for, for the Unbridled Women. So please check them out to take advantage of their offer, especially on their collagen, which has kept me looking very young at 55. So <laughs> I'm excited now to, and honored to introduce my guest for today, Jake Trigg. Jake Trigg is a recognized expert in joy. How wonderful is that? Having learned it the hard way, going from suffering through a lifetime of complex PTSD, anxiety, addiction, and depression to being peaceful, joyful, and expressed. Jake is a best-selling author, a coach, speaker, and founder of Yoga for Joy and the WAE of Emotions. Jake has helped over 10,000 people create more peace and joy in their lives and relationships. 
He has worked with companies such as Amazon, Google, Meta, Twitter, IBM, and Hyatt, and is a popular podcast guest known for his spiritual and practical approach to fatherhood, masculinity, emotions, and mindsets. He's going to be sharing a bit about his journey in remembering, reclaiming, and rising, and giving us a new perspective from the viewpoint of the divine masculine. Welcome, Jake. So wonderful to have you here. Mm, hello, Deanne. Hello, every listeners, viewers. Thank you so much for this opportunity. <laughs> Yay. Um, so we're going to take this first half to dive into your unbridled story. Um, I think it's going to be a really great experience, um, especially for our women listeners to, and I'm sure they're going to resonate. It's nice, I think, for women to be able to resonate with experiences that men are having. So we don't feel so different from each other that um, we are all one. We, some, we, we, feel, we feel similar things. And um, so I'm really excited to um, dive a little bit more deeper into your story. And then on the second half of our time together, um, yeah, Jake and, and I will be delving deep into the realm of masculinity, and we're yeah. going to celebrate and understand the divine masculine within within men. So my dear friend, Jake, what does the word unbridled mean to you? Yeah, well, first, I wanted to mention that beauty. I would take that that as a compliment. You know, I think beauty is very similar to love. Like mm -hmm. love is, is unconditional. It exists without any conditions. And beauty is like that as well, where you have beauty lies within that dark or the light and there's so there's beauty is really like all-encompassing and so i know it's not like a traditional male term um but i think i'm here to sort of break down those stereotypes and and, and acknowledge the beauty that is around us everywhere in so many different forms <laughs> oh yeah i love that yes thank you thank you for describing that's that feels so much better thank you <laughs> I also like Chevrolet uh, Knight. And, you know, those are great terms too. Those feel good also. <laughs> um, so what, what does unbridled mean to me? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's um it's 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 certainly freedom. You know, I, I have a, a a program called Free to Choose and um and you know we were given free will. That's really what makes us human. Uh, God gave us free will. And there's a lot of uh, things in society and programs that we learn that can strip us and take away this uh, this freedom without even realizing it, like within our diets and within our habits and and those mm -hmm. sort of things. Um, and so unbridled, you know, you you gave that metaphor of the horse of really running without the the, the bridle and, and being so free. And I think a lot of that too, and that horse is, is like a wild nature to it as well. So having like the permission and the support and tools to really like embrace that wild side, uh, which to me is is really lying in the realm of the emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And I love the uh, just being wild, but I love you were like the support. Because what it reminds me of is, you know, like we can be, you know, wild and like then we're out of control and then we end up, you know, hurting others, you know, like a wild horse when it's out of control. Um, however, when it does tap into its its wildness in a in a supportive way in like giving the tools, like you said, to to really um, connect with it that not only supports the person themselves, but also the community and society are, are around them as well. 
Yeah. And I, I think that's so critical when we talk about um, uh, male and female dynamics and or relations where a lot of men see emotions as wild. And women are naturally, I believe, more connected with emotions than men, whether that's societal or uh, nature. I don't know. It could be both. Um, and so that that wild aspect, women can be kind of said they're wild, right? I, I think so many women have been told like that they're too much, where men often feel that they're not enough. And so we we have these 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 uh, this binary that's in play. Um, when, and if we can, as men, if we can, uh, connect to our emotions and actually understand the, the safety within that wildness, then that allows us to relate to women in such a more powerful way. Um, because there's so much that, that, that men can provide to women, um, in, in the realm of emotions and, and in the realm of being the rock and, and, and really the pillar, um, and structure, um, so that women can be so free and flowing and, and connected to, to, to the essence of life. <laughs> mm, right. Yes. Yeah. So they're not seen as, as too much because, um, the, the man is able to actually be more connected to his emotions. So he's not, you know, I would just imagine because you're not, if you're not connected to something, when you see something in, in like you call it, I mean, in excess, it could be a little scary. You don't know how to handle it because you don't know how to handle it within yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things of shadow work is really catchy these days, right? Uh, I, I talked to a lot of people that are like, I want to do shadow work. And one of the, the clearest ways to do that is when you see something that you don't like in somebody else then that's probably your own shadow being reflected because <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't recognize it. And, and people are these mirrors for us in order to see the parts of ourselves that we don't, uh, are, are not necessarily able to see. Mm, absolutely. I think, I think I just saw um, something the other day and remind me what you just, you just said was mm. you, people are, are put in our life, not for us to change them, but for them to help change. We uh, change ourselves. <laughs> 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 sometimes we get that backwards <laughs> so, so true. And, and i think men especially are um like that we are we are really about seeing and the sort of like external um of striving and providing um and reaching out and hunting and so all of these sort of outward ways is, yeah. is sort of the male's approach um, and so it can take um, it can take a, a big event that happens or special training or maybe the right friends that that or education that men are able to then look more inward um, and then be able to, to 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 be the change that they seek in the world and, and able to change it within themselves. Mm, perfect. I think that's a perfect segue into your story. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah share your unbridled story. I'd love to love to share it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So for me, it was really um, life took a very drastic turn about three years ago. Okay, okay it's been almost four years now. Um, so I was riding my bicycle home from work one day, and a car was driving towards me and then turned and hit me um and so i fell over and, and smashed the windshield and fell down onto the ground and blacked oh out and um 
And then uh, when I eventually awoke, the ambulance was already there and I was just in this incredible pain. Um, this bone had actually shifted and was over my heart. Um, oh, and your, um, your arm, your, my, yeah, my arm bone, right? Humorous. Here. Totally mm -hmm. stabbed. Yeah. You know, the scientific name. Nice. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm a massage therapist by, by training. So yes. <laughs> So the, so the bone was shifted and that's actually a hint towards where my progress would go. Um, but I was in this just severe pain and um, went to the hospital and, and had surgery for it. And um, when I was being wheeled into the emergency room, uh, I remember making a joke because I, I was on ketamine. They gave me ketamine because I couldn't have any pain meds um, because of potential spinal injury. And so I, I, I looked around and I said, is this heaven in here? It's so light and clean in the operating room. And the doctor said, don't worry about that. You won't remember any of this. Mm. And I passed out, came to, and, um, and it was, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I died in that, in that somewhere, a near-death experience. Because when I came back, I was very different. I was a different person. And um, I... The biggest thing, and, and immediately, I mean, there was so much incredible pain, which was its own teacher. Um, and I had lost my breath too, or I could just heart, I could hardly breathe at all, and, and was using like a, a a breathing thing to measure it and make sure that I could could do it. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, but I even despite all that, I had this like renewed like appreciation for life, like it, it like it felt like I was given a second chance. And so despite all that pain and despite all that, I was very like happy and that some of that might've been the pain meds, mm -hmm. um, but, but I don't think that was it. Um, <laughs> and so, 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 so it, it ended up taking a lot to recover, but the story continues as, as this recovery, um, I went home and I was married at the time and I had, uh, my two sons, uh, were at that time, like, like two and four. So okay. still very young. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was the sole uh, breadwinner for, for the family. And so for me, I couldn't use my arm at all. Um, so there was a lot of uh, anxiety around money and how would I be able to provide and, and all of that. And uh, it was two weeks after I got home that my ex-wife sat down on the end of the bed and said she didn't trust me. Hmm. And that was such a huge shock to me because I thought I had done everything right. Like we were in therapy, we were doing like all kinds of stuff and, and, and it had never come up. I never had any reason why that I understood at the time. And I see it now. Um, it was my own trust. It was my, it was an internal thing. Um, so, uh, so when she said that it was really, that was a rift. That was a huge rift in our relationship. Um, and I could still hardly move. I could like, I was reliant on her to, to feed me, to, to live. Um, and so it was the one person that I needed, uh, said they didn't trust me. So that was a blow. Um, and then after that, uh, about, about two weeks later, COVID started. Um, and so that was three just rather traumatic events. In addition to having these kids under five, which itself is a trauma, behind, <laughs> um, all within a very short amount of time. Um, and so uh, I we ended up we ended up separating. So we we were like because we because we weren't getting along very well. 
I wasn't healing very well under the the stress of all of that. Um, and my my programming said to like go be by myself in order to to to, to heal myself. Um, and so so I did that. I got another apartment, and we ended up you know we ended up uh, getting a divorce, but we did a, tr a trial separation for a while there. Um, and it was during that that uh, we sold a house and uh, we sold a house together and she took all that money and took put it into a bank account all by her, by herself. So that was another like another betrayal. It was just mm -hmm. it was just one thing after another after another after another. Um, and that uh, it broke me. It really broke me. Um, and so uh, at this point I was had another another place um, and I, really didn't want to live at that. Like I, 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 you know, I didn't, I, there was a part of me that didn't want to live. Right. Mm. Um, and I, there was a moment where, where the shift happened. So that was sort of, that's the story of like the downfall and that's right. a very quick overview of it. <laughs> um, but the downfall and, and there is a, it was actually a moment of prayer and I was in, I was in so much pain. I, I just prayed. I was like, dear God, please help me to feel better um, of course, I was bawling at this time, and um, but those words "feel better" are, are key. Um, and then, I, you know, I'll dedicate my life to 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 your service if 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 you can do this for me. Um, and it was that was a shift. Like there was, a, mm -hmm. there was an energetic shift that happened in that moment. Um, and it was after that um, that was really the bridal coming off. Right. So up until then, I was living in 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 these programs of what um, what life should look like. It should should be married, have a house, two cars, a certain number of kids, and I had attained, uh, you know, success on all these accounts, and yet things still weren't working. Right. Um, and it really like it's really interesting to think about how the the body and these these accidents or these things that happen are clues, right? Cause I do believe that we create all of this and we choose all of this. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the shoulder, the left side represents feminine and yeah. it represents authority, like the world, the weight of the world on our shoulders. And so I had a break with feminine authority, um, which was represented in my mother and then my ex-wife. Mm. And then the bone was pointed to the heart, so it was like, okay, so that's the path that I should be taking. So I could go there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there's um, no mistakes, <laughs> right? It's so obvious now, but it didn't at the time. Um, and then whenever she said, uh, you know, when she said she didn't trust me, that was because I didn't trust the feminine. Uh. Um, because when I was a baby, um, and and throughout my young childhood, my mom would hit me and yell at me. And that gave me some beliefs that the world isn't safe because the mother represents the world. I mean, you're mm. literally in the womb, which is the whole world where you come from. And, uh, and she wasn't safe because of her traumatic upbringing. Um, so I believed that the world wasn't safe. And I believed that my voice wasn't safe as well. And those beliefs influenced my thoughts and influenced my emotions and influenced my behaviors and created my reality. Yeah. And I can see it now just crystal clear how I felt so unsafe in work and, and so unsafe in all of these things 
And I had built up these habits um, that are so common for men of video games and pot and porn to really avoid those beliefs and that underlying pain because I didn't know about it. And those mechanisms, they served to protect me at the time uh, in a way. I don't think that there's very much service in some of these. Um, and so that's really what I'm committed to is helping men break free from, from especially from porn, mm-hmm. but also their habits, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I've, I've, I'm losing where I was at in that story now. <laughs> well, you were getting more clear yeah. as yeah. time went on about how, how the body, your injuries were showing you the way to yeah. your healing and transformation. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so it was really, um, you know, after that moment of prayer, then it was that I, I started finding coaching and I got some coaching around some programs, uh, about the masculine, especially, um, because it made me think like, what does it really mean to be a man? Like what, like we don't get training on this yeah, right? in school. Um, and so there's a lot of great resources and people that, that teach masculinity, um, and so I found that to be a very valuable framework. And then that was an, like my entry point into finding coaches. And then those coaches shared tools um, that were really the, the game changers. And so one of them was identifying the beliefs. Um, and once I identified those beliefs, it's like when you can bring something to light, when you can bring that shadow to light, then the consciousness can change it alone. You don't even have to do anything. Um, of course, there's tools and and ways to 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 make that change happen faster. Um, but changing the beliefs was like step one, and I still felt awful. Um, and that was the clue where it was for me. It became about emotions, and um, I I learned from coaching and, and various and tantra and various um, IFS and a lot of different, uh, practices, um, about the somatics, like way of ways of somatically clearing and feeling emotions. Yeah. And that was the biggest shift, like the biggest energetic shift. Um, for me, the, the moment of prayer was like the down and then up. And then the up was the, when I learned about the emotions, it was just like skyrocket because when I was able to, to, to and not just sit with, but actually like channel, I say channel. I don't like this word mastering emotions. It's like an outdated term uh-huh. um, because I believe emotions, energy and motion are meant to move through our body and circulate in, in, in various ways. Um, and so these energies in motion, these emotions are channeled. Um, and so when I learned to do that in ways like hitting pillows and yelling, like these healthy ways of, of, of expressing emotions, um, these addictions just like pretty much stopped overnight. Like there, there was, there's a long tail for some of them. Um, but, but the shift was like, it was amazing because it was the emotions is what I was running from. Yeah. I was using, uh, pot porn gaming and other things and food and all, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, to avoid the pain that I was feeling. And that's so many men are in this position um, mm-hmm. because 
because we were taught that emotions aren't are 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 our thing basically um and yeah so so from there um i was able to synthesize this all these tools and all this stuff and i'm very much a process thinker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so i synthesized synthesized that down to three letters um the way of emotions w-a-e uh, which uh, is a book. It's a children's book, and it got bestseller status on Amazon for in U.S. and in Canada when it oh, came out. Yeah. Um, and and that that was really like the the way of emotions is was uh, kind of my gift back and a way I really wanted to help my own children to be able to give them and other kids the tools early on because mm-hmm. if we can start these dialogues and 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 help them when those programs are being set, which is primarily before the age of seven is where most of our programs happen. And then after seven, we're just like, we're just these like robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> programs. Yeah. Um, so if we can, if we can, if we can change, if I can change things for, for children um, was my thinking at the time. And then it led to so much more. Um, but if I can change it for them, then, then I can change the world and, and it was also a really huge act of healing my own inner child because I put in the yeah, book, I made myself a main character. Um, and it's a story within the story, kind of like princess bride. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so for me, it was really like giving my own inner child um, the tools uh, and then rewriting that, that timeline. <laughs> mm, yeah. Just re- reparenting yourself. Right. <laughs> Exactly, which which yeah. kids are are so good at doing for us, mm-hmm. um, and so the 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 unbridled part of that is like now I help people with emotions so regularly, like I just did it this morning. Uh, one of my best friends, his grandmother passed away, and um, was able to to sit with him and actually ask some really powerful questions. He was able to connect with her spirit as as she's transitioning here, um, and because these emotions uh are i felt unbridled i i I feel free because i'm there's no fear there's no fear uh there's still feelings that come up and i may be afraid of something but but i know what to do and so like with anger with with any of this stuff it's just charges Um, exactly Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of liberty liberation that happens from that (laughs) yeah yeah i and yeah, because I mean, just being out in the world, we're getting charged with different things. And um, but having the the awareness of and the tools, like you said, of just letting it go from the body instead of storing it. And then, you know, there's there's a saying I heard once. You know, if you push it down, it comes out sideways, right? So, you know, that's what I, when you were talking, like you know, pushing down all these emotions coming out sideways in your life was, you know, the, the, the video gaming, you know, the, the porn, you know, that's how it was being expressed. Yep. Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Um, thank you much for sharing that. I resonated with so much of not being able to express my emotions, especially anger. Um, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women as well. Um, so we're going to take a short break. Um, and when we come back, we're going to dive into, Uh, more empowering conversations that we're going to uplift, inspire, and celebrate the divine masculine. So stay tuned, everyone, with my my beautiful, my beautiful guest, Jake. And um, thank you so much for listening. You are appreciated. And we will be right back. 
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The mission at Native Path is to make it easier for people to get on the path toward better health and stay on that path. That's why their suite of nutrition products is made with the highest quality ingredients nature has to offer. One of their most popular products is their collagen peptides. Their collagen consists of only one ingredient and is always grass-fed and free from gluten, dairy, soy, and GMOs. Just the way nature intended. And it's amazing. They even have bone collagen and joint collagen products that are specifically formulated to attack problem areas. Brill oil, berber bean, turmeric, native greens, native mind, grain-free granola. The list of amazing products goes on and on. Native Path has an answer for all your needs. All their products are thoughtfully crafted to help you eat, move, and live in a way that supports a long, happy life. As a valued Deanne Rose listener, you can go to GetNativePathCollagen.com slash Deanne today for a special 45% off offer. Get on the path. Stay on the path. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Unbridled Woman with Deanne Rose. Have a question for Deanne or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Or email Deanne at theunbridledwomanrises at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Unbridled Woman. I am Deanne Rose, and I am here with the inspiring Jake Trigg, who has been sharing his story on his embodiment of the divine masculine and feminine. And for the rest of our journey together, Jake and I will, we're going to begin to explore the balance between strength and vulnerability, leadership, compassion, and how men can tap into their inner power while fostering harmonious relationships with others. So we'll do a little definition of what the divine masculine is. Um, but before we get into that, I want to backtrack a little bit more, Jake, to what you were talking a little bit um, more about um, I'll call the, you know, that when your emotions were being so su- suppressed, mm-hmm. you were, um, you saw that, you know, your, your porn, um, I guess addiction in a way, is that a good word to think about? Yeah, um, was, was, was there. And, um, and so how, and you shared how, when you were able to 
really start somatically expressing these emotions, mm-hmm. those addictions um, just started to slip away. They no longer were, were taking hold of you. So yeah. how can you share a little bit more of how, how you work with men right now with porn? Um, and because I think it'd be very, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of women out there who have partners who watch porn mm-hmm. and they might not feel really good about that. They might feel like maybe they watch too much, but now giving them the understanding of why these men might be doing it and how they can actually support their partner into um, into healing from this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that question. I, I think that um, shifting how porn is used is one of the greatest things that we can have in our society because of how it impacts relations mm-hmm. and also because how how it impacts personal power and energy um because what porn does is it it takes this energy that we are meant to be using as our our vital creative force um and in relation and it just wastes it um it's sort of like being in a beautiful garden and watering a plastic palm tree Mm. Right? Mm. like you have all this water and and that palm tree is not going to plastic um and so porn is just pixels right um and so, but I think one of the key things that that I start from is really removing the shame from from porn because um, because shame is such a is such a powerful emotion um, in, um, in 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 bringing like harming relationships right because if someone feels shame and they don't sure what to do with it the right thing to do is to restore integrity so when we feel shame it's a it's a sign that that we can restore our integrity in same some way, hmm. um, whether that's like setting a new boundary or making a new commitment or something like that. Um, but for men that are in the grips, pardon the pun, of uh, porn, heavy porn usage, um, <laughs> uh, there there can be a lot of shame, um, and especially with a partner too, because because we know instinctively, uh, subconsciously that that we should be having these relations with our partners right Right. um women can feel that too um and and that and the reason that that happens is because porn is so easy and we're just not like we're just not taught communication skills and we're not taught relational skills like when i found the world of tantra it's like wow, this can be so easy. Like we can really just relate to each other. We can talk, right? We use our voice. And, yes. We can talk about desires. Yeah. It's just having the right. So like people just need, because because we go through school and we learn all the right ways and the right ways um, and it zaps us of our creativity. And, and so we still can use the, the structure of how to like phrase things, uh, mm. which is really helpful. But anyway, so with the, with porn, um, so uh, um removing the shame of it is is kind of the step the first step and i think what's helpful to understand there is that most addictions as i see it happen because boys don't have rituals on how to become men mm-hmm. society doesn't have rituals anymore um we go to class and we pass and we we get into another grade and then we go to college or we get a job and there's no, yeah, there's no, uh, what, what was, what was that Kali? The native Americans 
we're doing mm-hmm. that. Like it's like a rite of passage, or you're going on a vision quest, or something, right? Just yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's so many uh, ancient cultures that have these rites of passage or rituals um, that that signal and uh, help boys become men, and that's one of the reasons why I am a leader in a men's group and so committed to men's work because that is helping me- grown boys become men. Yeah. Um, and uh so so a lot of addictions they start so early um and this is f- true for men or, and women like as i've gotten into the space of talking about porn i'm often talking with women that start very young i met one the other day that started for her at 12 years old mm-hmm. um and so these instead of having these rituals of uh of connection because that's ultimately what we're desiring is connection with other people um, which then stimulates and gives us our brain is gives us reward of, of dopamine and serotonin is reward mechanisms um, because we don't have the natural way of of doing that we we are are now coming to these unnatural ways um, of substances right. um, and and porn is um, basically like it's it's basically like a substance in an excessive dopamine and so what happens whenever we see a mate, a potential mate, our brain is like, here's some dopamine so that you can like, how, you know, feel better and potentially meet this person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And with the way that porn is nowadays, there's a man can see more potential mates within like 30 minutes than they would have seen their entire lifetime. And so for our primitive brain, that's a lot of dopamine. Wow. That's, that's overload. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Yeah. And it's happening at this very young age as our brains mm. is still forming. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. So so it's a it's a really it's a really hard it's a really hard challenge um in until you can bring awareness and 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 the tools to to handle it and support. Um so so that's happening in the brain. It's it's getting too much dopamine. Um, and so what I've learned about addiction from, from yoga, there's this concept that an addiction is about, uh, two things. There's the self or the substance and addiction isn't caused by the self because the self is perfect and whole addiction is caused by that substance. And it's the mm-hmm. presence of the substance within the body that, um, causes the addiction and causes the wanting more of it. And so for, for porn, that's the like excessive dopamine, and the the habits of it um right and so from in yoga you can you can use breath prana is the greatest medicine um just breath can can heal pretty much everything um now if you want to do it faster there's there's prana, there's yoga techniques and then there's modern science and there's there's habit change uh, uh techniques as well we know a lot about habits these days um and so um yeah so so going back to that, like having no shame in this, um, it's understanding that how it's happening at such a young age and how it's um, it's like hardwired in the brain um, mm. to 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 desire more of this dopamine and then the serotonin afterwards of the reward. But most people that are deep into porn don't get any satisfaction out of it anymore. Um, it's it's and so so the other. So, so having that understanding helps to reduce the shame, um, and and um, and as a as a as a partner um, supporting somebody 
it would be really just important to to approach it like very compassionately um mm-hmm. and just be and asking a lot of questions with curiosity um and and letting them know that 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 doesn't make them a bad person at all you know um, yeah and it's and not to take it personally like it's not something the woman hasn't done or she's she's not mm-hmm attractive to him anymore like yeah. you know there's there's that this isn't an a, addiction and it's 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 a mental thing where and like you said when you said they're not getting any more pleasure out of it yeah because i think it gets to a point where you're just maintaining this and then i think is that when is that when like that self-shame judgment comes in when you're like really not getting any more pleasure out of it and you know you probably should stop but you just can't yeah yeah exactly yeah because um, and, and you, you can't because of how bad it feels not having the usual dopamine. Right. And, and the not, and, and so that brings up emotions. And so then if you have tools in order to, to allow yourself to feel bad and clear it, then you can get through those hard times more easily. Um, and then there's, I particularly use yogic techniques. And of course there's like different diet things you can do and exercise and breath. Um, but, but yeah, I think what you said about what really lands for me, what you said is, uh, women recognizing that it's not that they're not attracted anymore. Cause I think mm-hmm. that's where, where misunderstandings might happen. Yeah. The defensiveness that comes up and hurt feelings. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really, truly not about you. <laughs> no. Um, so I've been hitting upon yoga. So I know you have the, um, the is it the, the joy, the joy of yoga? <laughs> yeah. Yoga for joy. Yeah. Yoga for joy. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more of that. How did that come yeah. about? Yeah, of course. Um, I just see it. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good transition. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, uh, so yoga for joy, I started, um, so one thing I didn't mention um, after the wreck, I had uh, part of this whole journey has been a kundalini awakening. Um, and for me, what that means, because um, it means a lot of different things for different people. Um, for me, it means much deeper connection with with energy. Um, and so like when I first came out of the, the wreck, it's like all my senses were turned up to an eleven. And so the pain was increased. Also, my, my sound, I could hear a lot. I had tinnitus and I was just sensing everything and like smelling everything. Like it was just, everything was, was a mm-hmm. lot. Um, and uh, in addition to that, my emotions were also were, were happening more than I ever had. And um, because I lived my life prior to that, um, in a state of numbness and and not even knowing that what emotions were and what to do with them. Um, and that's because during my childhood, I kind of just shut down uh, to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so this Kundalini uh, awakening <laughs> has a lot of had a lot of side effects for me as well. Um, and when I learned what that was, um, I became a Kundalini yoga teacher because because the energy the energy, changed my life dramatically. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm going to learn how to, to work with this. Um, and cause I had practiced yoga for 18 years, uh, prior to the, the car hitting me and I never heard of Kundalini yoga. 
And really? it was after this, after this activation that, uh, that I became aware of it, um, through, uh, a teacher, through Guru Singh, um, and Brett Larkin. And, uh, and then I, so then I studied to become a yoga teacher. And so I wrote the way of emotions, uh, last year, it's like last February, I think is when it came out. Um, and so then I can't, the book came out and it was like, okay, what's next? And I was studying to become the yoga teacher. And so I took the way of emotions and I was like, what if I combine that with yoga? So it was an experiment. Mm-hmm. And the concept is something I learned from Kundalini and uh, Buddha has this statement um, that the root of all, uh, well, all emotions lead to joy or the, the, the root of all emotions is joy. Um, okay. And so I was like, well, let me test that out. Um, and so I also learned from Huna, which is a Hawaiian word for secret. Um, I learned from uh, Dr. Matt James, who represents 17 generations of Hawaiian knowledge going back, going back 17 generations. He does a lot of work in emotional release techniques. And he has this thing, um, the the particular order that the core negative emotions happen in. Um, so it, it generally happens anger and then sadness, fear, uh, hurt, which don't people don't think of hurt as an emotion, but it is. Yeah. Um, and then shame would be that one. And so that particular order, he's found from working with thousands of people that if you clear, if you go into anger, and you really let it out, then that will often reveal sadness. And then mm. if you get into the sadness, that will reveal the hurt. And so you can, so I was being my process mind. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Yoga is a process. This is a process. And the way of emotions is a process. And so I paired all those up. I was initially going to call it like yoga for emotional expression. And someone told me like, no one's going to want to take that. <laughs> And so, so using this, like, okay, the root of all emotions is joy. Um, if I, can I have people use yogic techniques, like in anger, you're like punching Mm -hmm. and have music that like stimulates it. Um, so can I have people practice the way of emotions doing these somatic yoga techniques focused on the negative emotions in that order? And then when it gets to joy, just Savasana, just lay down. Like, will yeah. that have an impact for people? It was just an experiment. And um, so I've been doing that for just, I, did, I started that at the beginning of this year. Um, and every time I do the class, like people leave just like elated. Um, mm, I can imagine. And they get these like downloads. Like one person, uh, she does Reiki and she, she said she got light coats, which... Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. Um, but now I know yeah. uh, people get like the titles of their book. This one woman, um, one woman said that she realized for the first time how much joy her husband brings him brings her, and she went to call him immediately. Oh, brings right? appreciation! Wow, yes, yes. And then another woman, she said, "This is the first time I don't feel alone." Because she'd lived her whole life not realizing that her emotions are what other people have. Because she's gone to therapy and oh. she's expressed all this with a therapist. But a therapist doesn't relate on the same level. They don't go into it. And so she mm. felt 
that her emotions were too much. She felt that her emotions were different than everybody else's. And so because it was in this class, expressing it together, she didn't feel alone anymore. <laughs> You're right. Wow, that's that's beautiful. Do you so just a question, do you think that through that through this process of releasing those emotions in that order and then coming to that joy, is that is that also just coming into the present moment more more concretely where you're just you're just experiencing what is right here, right now? And mm-hmm. um, Yeah. I, I, I do. Yeah, I do. I do think that that's part of it. Um, I think what's what's happening, there's kind of like two things that joy is like our natural birthright. If you look into the, the eyes of a kid, like they're joyful yes. um, and a baby and we uh, have these other emotions come up. And like you talked about earlier before the break of like pushing them down and then they come out sideways, mm-hmm. so we stuff it. And that that covers up joy. Um, And so if you want to find joy, the task is not to seek joy, but rather to find the walls you built up against it and remove them. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you are already joy. You are already joy. There's no reason to seek it. It's in you. Exactly. And I think Mm -hmm. what you're talking about with presence is those other emotions that we've stuffed down. Some of those is like the old story that we can let go of. But the body keeps the score. And so those, those emotions are also stored within our nervous system right and so using yoga is one of the most powerful ways to to align and connect into the nervous and and regulate the nervous system um and so that is is clearing those stored emotions um in order to be more present so so it's like you can't i i I don't think you can just be present and i think that there's work to be done to like clear stuff Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The reason why the presence came up for me was yeah. when I used to do massage therapy, um, I was very present with my client and I would just start getting downloads of different ideas and things like, you know, it was the most present I was, you know, during the day. Um, so that's, that's when you were saying that, you know, people getting downloads and ideas for that. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah that's, I, I felt that when I am in the most present moment and they're like, just not, not focused on anything on myself, but just there, you know, right. which, yeah. which I think, yeah, I mean, that's also, you know, yoga does that too. Um, yeah. Cause when we end coming into your, into the body um, and allowing the body just to express what it needs to take out of. Yeah. It's um, yeah. and, and being the body being so dense, you know, there's, there's different layers right? Um, you know, we might think, oh, I, I've expressed that anger over that. You know, well, a little bit sometimes, you know, and there's always a different layer, you know, because the, the body is the last thing to release, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, so we have a, a few minutes left. I want to um, talk about what is, what is the divine masculine? How would you define that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that the divine is really the key word there. Um, and so the the ma- masculine is kind of understood. There's a lot of writing about it. Um, um, there's some misunderstandings, of course, too. And there's like this toxic masculinity phrase. Um, and but I think where divine comes into play is a divine masculine is somebody that um, divine to me means like a union. 
And so it's like divine is this union between the masculine and the feminine. And so when I hear like divine masculine, I picture somebody that is masculine, but also has access to the, their, their own inner feminine energy as well. Um, and I think that's the union, the divinity of being divine feminine would be a feminine, more feminine person knowing connection to the masculine. Um, yeah. And on that, like, I really, I know we just have a few minutes left. So I'd really like to share like something that I think that men can really help women that is kind of a different switch. So earlier I talked a lot about men being external and really like going out, um, there's some, uh, I learned that the yoga te technique and now I practice this, um, of really drawing in. And so having the masculine receive from the feminine mm. because the, the feminine actually can be a spark of inspiration. If like a man looking at a woman, we're inspired and, and can make us erect. Right. And so it gives us energy. And if we are, if we're, we're not constantly giving and chasing, instead we're receiving, and especially with emotions, if we can receive and ground. And so the, the technique there is to um, pay attention half to, to your partner and half to your own nervous system and regulate your own nervous system. Right. Don't regulate their nervous system because <laughs> we don't need to change it. We don't need to fix it unless we ask for, for <laughs> consent. All right. Or, you know, so we, so if we can regulate our system and we can tune in and like kind of match, then that helps regulate the other person's nervous system because because women are are very uh, attentive to what is going on within our man's nervous system, and so if they can feel us regulating it. It's super super powerful. So I'd recommend yeah. that. To, to, yeah, to all I love that. And it, it, I think it brings a, power, a sense of safety as well. I believe mm. for both people with people. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Jake. This has been, oh, I mean, I've had the best time and learned Good. so much. Where can people find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me. I'm getting websites set up still. Um, I think you'll share some links. Mm -hmm. uh, I, my, my pin name is ATX at large. Um, so ATX at large, you can find me there on all the socials. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably good for now. I, I also am starting the free to choose challenge here in the end of December. Um, and that is specifically to help men, uh, change their relationship with porn. Um, mm -hmm. so you can search for free to choose as well. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity to share your work and your story with us. And we will be back next week with my guest, Tanji Zanrika Veloso, and we'll be talking about wealth, health, and how to create a life of freedom. Until then, be unbridled, be free. Much love to you. Thank you for joining us on The Unbridled Woman with Deanne Rose. May today's episode infuse your spirit with the blessings of empowerment and the warmth of love. As you venture into the week ahead, embrace the divine feminine within and remember that you hold the power to transform your life. Until we meet again.